This program is part of Film Geek Radio. Visit filmgeekradio.com for more great shows. Hey, movie addicts, welcome to Cinema Fix, your stop for the purest, highest quality movie reviews on the block. I'm Andrew Johnson, and I'm joined today by my fellow dealer, Monica Castillo. Hello, Andrew. How are you doing, Monica? Pretty good. Just, you know, swinging through the trees, enjoying this wonderful nature, untouched by humans. Oh, you're swinging through the trees uh, Shia LaBeouf style? Oh, Is that how it's going? nope. Wasn't going to go there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, uh, as always, our listeners can subscribe to the show on iTunes and email us at cinemafix at filmgeekradio.com. You can also call and leave us a voicemail at 336-793-2509. We'd love to hear from you. This is episode number 80 of Cinema Fix, focused on the movie Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Should be followed by an epic score as you say that. If you're new to Cinema Fix, this is the show on Film Geek Radio focused on in-depth discussion of mainstream blockbuster films. We are here to satisfy your addiction to quality conversation about the movies, and each week we release an episode in two parts. The first part, which you're listening to right now, is a 10-minute long spoiler-free review of the film. That way you can get an idea of what we thought about it and whether or not it's worth your time to check out. The second part is a much more in-depth analytical discussion that does contain spoilers, so if you've seen the film and you would appreciate that type of conversation about what works and what doesn't, definitely listen to that. This week we're talking about Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Monica, why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners what this movie is about. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes was directed by Matt Reeves, and this is a sequel to Rise of the Planet of the Apes. It picks up uh, ten years after the events of that film. Most of humanity has been wiped out by a deadly virus called the simian flu. Caesar and other intelligent apes have created a thriving society in the forests of California. But when a group of humans stumble upon their civilization, tensions ignite and set the two groups down the path to war. Here's a clip. Okay, this is part one of our discussion of Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, so we're just going to give some quick, general, spoiler-free thoughts about this movie. Monica, did you like this film? Should people go see it? I think they should. It's definitely a better alternative to the other big blockbuster in theaters, Transformers 4. Don't even remember the title of that. I'd like to forget about it. I think it is actually an improvement of Rise of the Planet of the Apes. They have more apes, less humans. And I think that was a big improvement. Uh, definitely lots of great action sequences. I love that the tensions boil on both sides and different leadership structures. And um, it all has to deal with the community and 
family and what that means. So it's deep as well. I don't know if I'd go that well, far. Okay, superficially. I, I would, deep. No, no, no. <laughs> this is not a deep movie. I, I, this is the kind of movie that thinks it's deep and wants you to think that it's deep, probably. But honestly, it's 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 really not. Um, uh, probably deeper than Twenty Two Jump Street. How's that? Yes. Yeah, I think we can agree on that. Okay. Deeper than Transformers Four. I haven't seen it, so I can't comment. I mean, <laughs> but, but it's you're probably car robots. Are we there yet? <laughs> I don't know. This is chimpanzee on a horse with a machine gun. So is it really that far off? I love, hmm. I love that though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, uh, I I agree with you. I I like this film. Uh, I think it's it's been a little bit overpraised. I think that I, I hear a lot of people saying that this is like the best franchise film of the decade. And yeah, I hate uh, superlatives and, and, too, but I don't think we should count yeah. it out because of the overhype machine. Right. I, I, but see, after I was finished with the film, I realized that I kind of feel like it the same way I feel about Edge of Tomorrow. It's, a, it's better. I would say it's a better film than Edge of Tomorrow, but these are both movies where uh, I was watching the film and going, okay, this is fun. This is good. This is, this is solid entertainment. Nothing terrific, nothing that really blew me away, but it's solid all around. And then the hype just around it just kind of boggled my mind. And it, it, Sure, it's no 2001 A Space Odyssey. Well, the thing is, Monica, I, I think the hype around this movie, it really demonstrates how awful uh, summer blockbusters have become. Uh, and, and I feel like our standards as a culture have been so lowered <laughs> that any time we see a, a summer blockbuster that is reasonably coherent and seems to be somewhat well shot and uh, has uh, at least the beginnings of character development or, or, or even perhaps a theme or two, it's like, oh my god, this is the greatest thing ever. When, when honestly, that should just be the standard. Like, I came out of Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and I was thinking, this should be the standard that summer blockbusters try to be like. Like, this should be the slightly above average summer And it film. is the slightly you above know? average film, No. Yes, it, uh, it okay, is a slightly okay. above average summer yes. film. It is. It is. It is. So you not wish more like, to be like this? Yes, I wish more films were like this. It, it, it in the sense that I wish this was the standard. This is not the uh, absolutely groundbreaking, spectacular, profound blockbuster that a lot of critics seem to be implying it is. Is what I'm saying. It is slightly above this average. This is your and that's decline great, and that's of fine. Western civilization, part four. <laughs> Terrible blockbuster <laughs> movies. No, it, it 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 is a good film and. Uh, I, I think it's a, a slight improvement over Rise of the Planet of the Apes. I do like Rise of the Planet of the See, Apes. See, I didn't really care for it when it came out. I thought it was a bit of a letdown. I'm a huge fan of the original, and I like my sci-fi, and it just didn't connect with me. Well, Rise is a flawed film. I think I liked it more on repeat viewings. I do like that uh, the James Franco character in that film does go through a clear journey and, and is an actual three-dimensional character along with Caesar and that is I think one of the slight problems with this film Dawn of the Planet of the Apes it's so focused on the apes no that's what I liked less human more ape <laughs> 
no, I think that that was probably the right decision to make. The problem is, whenever the humans are on screen, they're pretty bland, and they're they're painted in very, very broad strokes. Uh, Gary Oldman's character in particular, I was really let down by. I think that that's a character that really, really could have been interesting, and they could have done some interesting things with it. Also, I, I, I was kind of... Uh, let down by uh, Carrie Russell and the fact that there's really not a strong female character. Yeah, that was one of my problems with it. Because she's the healer. Of course she's the healer. She's the healer, yes, yes. So it is a flawed film, but I do like it. and I enjoyed myself. It was fun. It's a very, very simple story. I think the pretty much all of the problems come down to the fact that the script just is really pretty simple and basic. But with that said, I think Matt Reeves, as a director, he does the best he can with the material. And he, he does craft some really cool moments and individual scenes. Yeah, no, I would agree. And he actually knows how to shoot action, which is not what you can say with every director um, out there for the big blockbusters. I'm curious, what did you think about the tone of this movie? Because it is so serious like it, it, it there's there's not an ounce of humor <laughs> or joy in this movie hardly at all and uh, there were there, i think there was a there was a lot more humor in rise of the planet of the apes yeah cuz you have baby caesar and you know you had the little budding romance whereas the human characters in this the romance you just kind of come into it they're partners or whatnot carrie russell's character and the uh main lead actor. His name is... Uh, Jason Clark. There we go. <laughs> you had little moments like this. I was actually kind of fine with the serious tone of it all. It, it just it kind of embroiled you in a drama. It's all a personal conflict. And the fact that they could sell that on the side of the apes as well. This isn't just, you know, aminal problems, you know, to be seen on BuzzFeed or whatever. This is, you know, hierarchical power structures. Right. And I I did think that the tone was fine. I think it would have worked a lot better if the story had been beefed up a little bit. If if the story was a little bit more complex, if it took a few more unexpected turns. It's a pretty predictable movie, especially the uh the last act of the film. I thought was entirely predictable. And Fair also enough, because there's I mean there's very few ways for that story to pan out otherwise. Well, right, and of course there's the obligatory third act big battle scene. Which I thought was great. Right. The problem is the way that this big action scene at the end ultimately culminates, I thought really undermined a lot of the themes of the film and also really demonstrated to a certain extent how how uh, poorly developed the Gary Oldman character was. Um, and we'll talk about that a little bit more in spoilers. Yeah. So yeah, it's it, it's not a perfect film, but as far as summer blockbuster goes, as far as summer blockbusters go, I wasn't bored, which is a yeah. good thing. And there there were, like I said, individual moments and scenes that I quite enjoyed. So yeah, I would recommend. There this are film. worse movies to take the family to. Right, and that's kind of a backhanded compliment, but. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out your angle. <laughs> well, okay, look. So, for for me, it would be like, if after you've seen Snowpiercer, you could go see Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Well, here's the thing. Like, I, I, I'm going to be perfectly honest. I'll probably never watch this movie again. Like I said, it, it's not groundbreaking. I'm not sure there was enough there for me to return to it and get more out of it. I mean, you saw Rise again, so... Well, I saw, I caught it on TV. 
Well, yeah. So maybe you'll catch it on TV again. Like that's that's the that's the way I imagine. Like I would come across this, and sure, hey, it's on FX. Whatever, I'll watch it. Right, but I can't see myself actively seeking it out, and that's fine. And and like I said, I still enjoyed myself in the theater. So if you're just looking for a good, uh, fun way to spend an afternoon and and, and have some popcorn and, and watch a decent summer blockbuster film, I'd say yeah, go see Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Same. <laughs> Anything else you would like to say about the film? Now, let's get into spoilers. All right. Well, I think that'll wrap it up for part one of our discussion of Dawn of the Planet of the Apes here on Cinema Fix. Don't forget to tune into part two for a much more in-depth look at the film. You can email us at cinemafix at filmgeekradio.com or comment on the website at filmgeekradio.com. You can also subscribe to the show through iTunes. So if you liked this episode, please write us a review. That would really help us get the word out about the program. You can also donate to us through the website. We really appreciate your help. And don't forget to check out other great shows on Film Geek Radio, including our newest podcast, The Tupperware Party, which is our weekly podcast focused exclusively on discussion and analysis of the HBO TV series, The Leftovers. Monica, where can people find you online? They can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at mcastymovies. That's M-C-A-S-T-I movies. You can find some of my writing at moviemezzanine.com. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Writer Andrew, and I'm also on Letterboxd at Writer Andrew, so be sure to follow me there. Oh yeah, I'm on Letterboxd too, goodness. I Also at Casting Movies. And if you do follow us, be sure to send us a, a message and let us know that you're a listener, and we will be sure to follow you back. That'll wrap it up for this episode. I'm Andrew Johnson. I'm Monica Castillo. And have fun with This has been a Film Geek Radio production. Film Geek Radio! Yeah!